Welcome back, family. Welcome back to Lance Scurve. I'm having a relaxing day, but admittedly, I'm not performing as I thought I would. Nope, it's not writer's block. It's just that I need to sit my butt behind down and rest a little bit sometime and just be still. We've been producing a lot of content and we've got the site working the way we want. Me being a perfectionist, it's like I got to find something wrong with it. So I've been doing that. But anyway, that's my dilemma. I love doing these. I'll just say one on one talks. This one on how many people hit hit the video. But I love to focus in on and go in with surgical precision on different topics. And I love the fact that many of you leave comments that just stoke the fires for me to continue going on with what you want. Instead of me picking things up out of the blue, I can share my life experiences because chances are, I would say that I've had a little taste of everything from the buffet of life. I don't know everything. And there are times that I will respond and not really cover things 100%. It may be 85, it may be 75, but I'll offer to you what I've experienced in a certain situation in life with different types of people because I'm one who studies human nature. I don't have any degrees. I don't have any certificates. Just all my life, I was very perceptive from a very young boy, single-digit ages. My mother always told me that. She's like, you got the gift of discernment. You're like, you're so young. And because of my own indulgences in life, that will reduce my ability to see into things. But when I'm very isolated, and I like to be isolated. I'm a people person, but I like to also be isolated because it brings me so much clarity to what is going on around me. And when I see someone in my midst or closer to me, I'm not saying the close people because they're cool with me. I'm saying people who are trying to get in, people who are trying to invade my space or be coy about it because they sense that I may be the source of resources or, you know, people have their motivations and hidden agendas all the time. I don't walk around paranoid. I don't walk around thinking, oh, they're trying to get something from me. But either you're doing your own thing and we connect or there's something up. Or maybe you don't even be bothered. That's cool, you know, because I know right now my life is full. I'm very complete in my mission and knowing what to do. And at this age of 60, which I said I wasn't going to say anymore, right? But that number doesn't bother me because I'm free to indulge and get into what I have to do. Like, it's almost like going to the park. You're a little kid. And your mother says, you got to be in before it gets dark all the way. As it begins to get dark, you have to be in before. And you live right across the street from the park, so she can always keep an eye on you. You're young, not too young. Well, the minute that she's out of town and your father's out of town, whatever your situation was when you were a child, you have that aunt that will sit out on the front steps and says, I'm sitting here so you can stay out as long as you want. So right now, at this age... It's like that aunt sitting on the steps watching over me, but say, play as long as you want. So right now, for the rest of my life, it will be all about that. And my form of play 
is the various categories that I cover, whether it be art, writing, street videos, videos like this, talk shows. I got a whole lot on my plate and I'm going to get down into it. But let me get down into this. I didn't think of a title yet, but it'll be something that will be um, proper for the video. But I want to speak about this comment. I want to give a shout out to Sister Connie Witter. She gave me a compliment and kind of guided me in what I should talk about. She says, my brother. Oh, before I say that, this, comp this uh, comment was made on the video that I did not too long ago, maybe three or four days ago, titled The Depressing Life of an Old Broke Down Player. You'll see it on landscurve.com. You'll see it on YouTube here. YouTube hides a lot of my videos, so you can go to landscurve.com, and I have it up over there. But the more videos I do and as more time goes by, you're going to have to scroll down more. But that was posted three days ago, and today is Monday, the 8th of May. So I would say like maybe the 5th or so, right around there, if you have to search for it. But anyway, Connie Witter, she left a comment, and it said, My brother. I don't have words to describe this masterpiece. You are right on point. I've been beating around the bush trying to express this growing up immature behavior. My family member exhibits. Mind you, he's not promiscuous, not in the least, but the woman he's devoting his young life to has him whipped and trained to accept her commands only. I think we've lost a great human being. Help, please. Well, well, I hope that I can help with some type of insight. But we have to understand certain dynamics with people. Sometimes when you walk down the street, haven't you thought this sometimes? Not that you're judging, you're assessing. You'll see two people who look to be so diametrically opposed to what you think they might like, but they are holding hands, hugged up, kissing up. And you're like, wait a second, how'd that happen? I don't want to even break down the dynamics, the visuals. It might be somebody who is extremely fit or another person who is extremely obese. And you're like, she's not going to the gym with him. Maybe she is, but I'm just saying, you're like, like, whatever. Or it may be a corporate type woman that you know, kind of, sort of, you know, she's in the corporate world. Nice place, nice car, dresses nicely, highly intelligent, very cordial. And there's this, this, this guy that she's dating that you know was always on the corner. Thugged out, selling whatever, really like that. And you see him driving her car and she's in the passenger seat and she's just snuggled up under him. You know, a lot of corporate women love the thugged out guys. I'm not saying all, but some. So we can go on and on with that list. We can go on and on and say the differences of this and that, whatever. Um, you can have a woman who's a neat freak who got with somebody who's extremely sloppy and nasty. And she doesn't seem to complain. What is the glue that hold these people together? I always love to go in public, sometimes sit down there in a restaurant or just kind of chill off to the side. As much as I run my mouth, as much as I talk, as much as I have these shows, I can be very quiet. And in that solitude of being quiet, I actually love being quiet because my mind is always thinking fast. It's never in the present. It's always 
not in a bad way, but calculating what are we going to talk about next? How should I do the banner or the visuals for that next show that we're going to do? How, how many guests are we going to have on the next show? Am I interviewing somebody? What are the questions that I have for them? Stuff along those lines, right? So I'm always thinking, but, I, but in observing people, they give away cues on who and what they are without even knowing it. Without even knowing it. And if you look, not hard, just look and observe. They give away so much about themselves, but those of us who are out there, most of us don't think that way. I'm not saying I'm special because I do, because I've made misjudgments in relationships and getting with different people. But most of us just moving around, we don't see what we're giving off. And many of us and most of us are just so easy to read. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. So, from what I'm getting here, here's a young man. And for some reason, I feel that this woman that Connie would have spoke about, who's a, you know, it's the man who's the family member, but this woman who, who he's dedicated to is an older woman. Am I against a younger man with an older woman? No, not really. If that's what you want to do and you feel love and you want to commit and it's right for you, fine. And I'm going to narrow this down. I'm going to narrow this down to my black sisters who are older. Not that you don't have white women like this, but because we have to deal with so much more that other races don't have to deal with, especially in America. It adds a different twist to it because we have these stresses that we have to deal with and then relationships. Not that they don't have their own, whatever it may be, but I never walked in their shoes. So now let me just also say, as you well know, but I always have to say it because there's new people coming around. This is not an attack on black women. This is not an attack on all black women. No, this specific type. What's the word again? Surgical precision. We're going to go in free flowing. I don't have any documentation. I didn't read anything. I didn't. I'm just coming from the heart. From what I know, from what I've experienced, what I've observed, and maybe I can kind of cover this kind of situation. Okay, here we go. We have women out here who have gotten older. And again, I'm not going to say a specific age, like it has to be 40 and then he's 25, or it has to be she's 60 and what, but. When you get up in your late 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, the older you get, these traits get more intense in those types of controlling women. The type of controlling woman that gets a younger man, again, it might be five years younger, it might be 20 years younger, 25 years younger. He might be two years younger, but have a younger mind. So it's not just about the chronological age because you can be any age and really be like something that your age doesn't indicate. I'm 60, but I always 
I think about the 60 year olds I knew when I was 20 and I'm like, I'm not like any one of those guys. You know what I mean? So age is one thing, but mentality is a defining factor at the end of the day. But we can kind of see it a certain way when we do see these different gaps in the ages. So let's, we have to make up a, a, a clouded age that we kind of go by. Let's say late 40s, early 50s on up. And for the man, let's say 30, 35, maybe even 40. It could be 40 if she's like 55. If she's in her 60s, maybe he's like in his late 40s because I've seen it. I want to keep it where it's a really big age gap, even though in this situation that Sister Connie Witter is speaking about, it may not even be that big. But we go extremes to make the point, and then we can pull it back in. Personally, what I've found with these, and I'm 60, I'm not talking like I'm 60 now, right? 60 and married, <laughs> right? Don't forget. But I'm channeling my youthful energy. But these types of women who are up in age, it's not even now a biological clock thing. Like, I want to hurry up and have children. No. That time is over or in their mind, if they're still in that age group, they're not thinking about that. But they have been wounded in the past. Or they have been in denial of how they navigated their entire life. And I'm talking about these domineering women want to control everything with the man who gives everything to her. Yet, as they get older together, and he's still younger now, she'll begin to let her insecurity show because, see, this domineering thing is driven from what I see in some serious insecurity. So, that being said, the older she gets, She's not what she was when she was in her mid-twenties. But she feels that she is. Deep down, she knows that she's not. So she has to be forceful with the little bit of appeal that she has. She knows her time is running out. She can't compete on the more carnal levels with the younger women. But to get this younger man who is a nice man, a giving man, a gentleman, not promiscuous, looking to settle down, she's going to get him. But she's going to get him and she's going to sink her claws into him. Because ain't no other woman damn sure is going to get their hands on him because she sees him as this catch and he is. Maybe if she was younger, she would not have noticed him. But she wants somebody that she can control and she may not say this in the back of her mind. But she knows that her adornments, what she can offer him on that carnal level is diminishing and it's not always about that right because two people can stay together and not even have that on their mind as much but it's other things that 
bind them together righteously. But these types of controlling women to rope this type of gentleman, soft-spoken, giving, loving, someone you can trust. See, when she gets her claws in him by giving him bliss, in the beginning, these relationships with these domineering women are bliss. She's doing things for him that she hasn't done for anybody before with such intensity. See, she lost the sex appeal damn near. I mean, she still has maybe a little nice shape and maybe a little extra pounds. When she puts herself together, I'm not saying she's somebody like 80 years old, right? When she puts herself together, she can still be very attractive for her categories. But she's going all out. So deep down, she's kind of mad that she, she has to do this because she doesn't want to be looked at as chasing a man. But in a sense, she never did these things, cooking for him. And, and, and let, let, let's, let's take off the, let's just be real now. <laughs> Sucking him off every day, washing his clothes, picking up after him. Now, she may not be doing this with this particular scenario, but I'm going overboard that these types of women will do more than what they ever did before. Because when they thought they had it going on, it was like, I'm doing that. They had a beauty pole. I wish a man would. But old age and getting older and the prospect of that is something that scares them. And they realize that they jump from one relationship to the next i've said that on the other video and this is a the problem with a lot of us even though we manifest a different type of personality it hits us uh, i was in this this major relationship and this didn't work out and i was in this other one and this other one well it comes a time when that game ends and you wake up and you realize you are closer to the end than you are from the beginning when you felt as though you were invincible. This is why I'm very careful with the chronological time on this plane, in this world, and in this sphere. Because in the afterlife of this life, there is no time. It's just a matter of energy and being. We're running this rat race and why? So she will do so much for him. He knows she's a little older, but maybe he didn't find someone in his age group because he's extremely mature. You know, he's a person who'd rather stay home and cultivate a relationship. He's not one to want to always rip and run. And she sees this in him, likes him for it, and also resents him for this at the same time. Because why didn't I find this type of man 20 or 30 years ago? Why? Now I'm getting older and I see this guy. He's so much what I've always wanted. But I'm not just going to try to woo him over. I'm a straight take him. Because he's so nice that somebody else is going to get him. So she works on you. It's not just going to be weeks. It's going to be months. 
maybe a year until she starts stressing you. Because you see a lot of, and many women who are getting older, they kind of drop the requirements a little bit. And, and this is wrong for most because just to have a man, you let anything walk through the door and you say it, it's, it's your man just to say, and see so many of our sisters are like that where they don't say it, but you know, you're a good church lady. Year after year, she sees the men there, but most of them are married. Some of them are on the down low. Some of them are just weird. But she finds some joker who might be a little downtrodden. Pays for his teeth. Buys him a few outfits. He's, he's working, but he's not making much. But she cuts and pastes and kind of just puts this man together. And she doesn't let the world know that she has a man living with her while she's that holy roller. And then she presents this man as this good catch to the world. Many do that. But this woman here, she's on a mission. And everybody around him is a threat to take him away from her. So she has to take her time and make sure to cut him off from his friends. She has to make sure that she knows of his whereabouts 24-7 and who's who. Does your friend have sisters? Where do they live? Do they come around where your friend lives that you go to visit to watch the football game? Who's over there? If she allows you because at this point, after a time, she has sunk her claws into you and you've accepted that because of the sweetness that she gives you every single day and night. She'll call you. Not to check up on you that you're at the football game to make sure you're there so much. But she wants to listen to the voices in the background. And if she sees or hears a female voice She's going to get very upset and start to chastise you for it. And you have to let her know that's nobody that's here. That's the TV on and that's a female talking in a commercial. What the hell? But you don't say it like that because you're still getting good treatment. She's not running around because she can't. She's too old and tired. Again, this is not somebody 80 years old, but, you know, we do our dirt. All our life And try to patch things up At the last minute To make it right in our eyes Grab any man Hell Grab somebody else's man So they can just come with me And, and literally come with you too right And I can be delusional And erase in my mind All of the things that I've been through Because I got this good man now don't worry about the origins of how that relationship started, that you stole somebody else's man or you worked overtime to appeal to him to woo him over. Even though he's level headed and kind of knows life and he doesn't get too excited, he's a good man, but you poured it on him. So, well, I'll keep coming around. But you feel angry at yourself because you got to keep up now what you started 
to keep him around. So even in that, you know you don't have that much in your tank. You start to wonder, is he with me for me or what I did? But you didn't think that in the beginning. You did all the good goody goodies and had him eat all the cookies and you know, you sucked enough bananas and y'all know what I mean. I don't want to focus on that like that, but that's that's also there. You, you, you appeal to him in all of his deepest, darkest fantasies. You did what you should have done in balance when you were younger. The, this domineering woman, but you didn't because you thought she was a sugar honey iced tea. And now you realize you woke up one morning and you realize you don't have that title anymore. Men are looking at you less. Men are looking at you as a grandmother or some older, eh, whatever, whatever. And if they do pay you some money most of the time, it's just that they want to use you as a glorified friction provider. Or a place to live. You got a nice apartment, got a nice home. Oh, damn, she don't have a man. I'll come around. And you know this. And you feel as though you missed the party, you missed the boat, you missed the bus. So you see this good man over there and you think you deserve this good man. See, there's so many women that are getting older and you could be 39 getting older. You could be 59 getting older, right? We're not going to pin it down to a certain age. It's the mentality. And you realize that when you had your ass on your shoulders, you, you blew it with some good men. Now because you are on high alert, that don't mean the world's going to stop. You missed the boat. You missed the boat. Now, miracles do happen. But we're going to have to be accountable for our actions and deal with the consequences. But now you want to take this man and even keep him away from his family. He makes a phone call to his mother, his father, maybe his aunt, niece, nephew. And you get upset at that because you see every time he goes to his family, that's a violation in your mind. And this is after that honeymoon phase is over. And you pull back on the things that you've done to get him because you're exhausted, you feel you have him, but you have his body, but you do not have his mind. Did you really ever have his mind at all? I don't understand. You're not getting younger as the days go by, you're getting older. So now you pretty much have him corralled. You give him just enough goodness in the bedroom, in the kitchen, and with your attitude to keep him alive, but not living. He realizes that he's not living a life with you. He's alive in a situationship with you. But you're kind as a man. You're long-suffering. You don't really want to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feeling. And you know this is an imbalanced relationship, but you know that at some point it's going to come to an end. Because me personally, when I see these types of women, these types, not all black women now, like I said at the beginning, it's like they hustling you. 
because they want that imagery of the perfect home or the perfect relationship and or they have girlfriends in their life that they may not talk to as much as they did when they were younger because they're getting older now, but they want to show them that you still got it. And you want to start to come around and go to functions now or pass by their house to show off your man. But he's like a trained puppy now. He kind of is aware of the fact that it was a bait and switch situation because you felt a little bit at a disadvantage because you were older. And again, it may not matter to some men. To some men, they want you to be fit. Some men don't care. They like you if you're fat or a little bit less than obese. You understand? But this type of dominant woman feels that she deserves the creme de la creme. Ain't that something? So now, it's the snap of an invisible finger because you better act right when you get around her girlfriends. You better be the perfect gentleman. You better be looking up in her face as though you adore her and love her. And her girlfriend says, girl, I need to find somebody like him. Does he have any brothers? And you're, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's mine and it's the only one made like this. And you know he's only acting on cue. And when he does around the girlfriends that she doesn't see as much or the church service that she doesn't really go to as much, but she's going to go around all over town so the world can whisper, oh, she has a man. Just like that high schooler or one who has gotten out of high school and worked for a little bit of time, but he may still have a high school mentality. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a car. But like that guy who is young, who works so hard and, and gets his credit together, and works so hard just to get that brand new car that maybe his other friends couldn't afford. And what does he do? As soon as he gets off of or out of the dealership, he can be hungry. He can be tired. He's not looking for anything to eat and he's not looking to go home and go to sleep. He's got to go to all his friends' house, all of them, and drive up, leave the car double parked, or if it's parked properly, have the music blasting, and he lets it run, and he knocks the door, hey, check me out, or if you're on your front steps, he's going to drive down, he's going to zigzag everywhere and knock himself out. Might even call out of work the next day and stay up into the wee hours to put the signal out there that I got a brand new car. Because you know what most men, when they're that age, it's really about a woman. It's not about responsibility to get back and forth to a job. A lot of it is, I got this car. If he's living at home with his parents, even more so, I have my own set private space. So even if I can't afford a hotel, if I get her aroused enough, there's that back seat. You know how it goes when you're young. See, I was young too. I'm still young, <laughs> but not stupid. So she will reward you when you act right to make her look good. But she will punish you and put you in a state of anguish when you don't act out 
like the trained puppy that she wants you to be in her life. And it's sad. It's sad. How do we remedy, remedy this situation? Hopefully you didn't marry the woman. Hopefully you didn't really move in all the way with her, but some dudes do. How do you pull out? Well, you saw these little flags, red flags, and you still went in for it. Don't fall for it. Because your place in her life is to make her look good. It's like having a missing front tooth. You still got all the other teeth you can chew with, but you don't want to see that little gap of one tooth missing. So you got to get that denture. Do you have to get it now or later? Well, they say get something done now or implant or whatever. But it's more for the vanity. So with these types, when you are flooded with all of the amenities for so long, and of course this can be someone younger, but younger women have more options. And as you move up and up and up, when you start getting in your 60s and you don't have it together, it doesn't mean you have to have a man to have it together. Again, we're talking about these types. There's some women at that point, like, I ain't getting in a relationship again. I too much drama with these men. Oh, I applaud you. We're talking about those who feel they have that stigma on them. Like when you're in your 20s, and it's a Southern thing I've noticed too. Down in the South, usually church folks, folks in the South. Girl, when you going to get you a man? When you going to get married? They don't even say married in two syllables. They say it in one syllable. Girl, when you going to get married? <laughs> like it's all one fused, you know, the two syllables are fused like when they fuse a disc in your spine. When you going to get married? And looking at you like something's wrong with you. So you never had an answer, but you can hear it in the back of your head. Wherever you find yourself, it... it, it you're there because you had a say-so in it. And yes, there could be other circumstances around it that have caused us to be in certain situations. But many of us do not want to take accountability for the way we lived our life. And again, I'm not saying 100% of the people. But it's funny because me being online so much and talking to people, vibing with them, you know, Kevin Samuels passed away, but his presence is still very much there. There, And there are a lot of men who have adopted his way of thinking. And in talking to many women, especially the older ones, they were mad. I can't stand that man. Oh, I hate that man. Oh, I'm so happy he's dead. Oh, I can't stand. Look, whether you like him or not, if Many families and communities had more of a presence like him for us to have accountability for what we've done. That we should have taken our time, built ourselves up, make better choices. Instead of making a mistake and not wanting to deny it. And so many of us have made misjudgments and straight up mistakes and get to a certain point in life and they don't want to face it. No, they don't want to face it. They don't want to cuss the man. Because there wasn't too much really online like him. 
in, in, in a real stable logical uh, black man who feels that accountability is key we need more of those whether you like him or not we need more of that if you don't think we need all of it we need a good percentage of that way of thinking because imagine we had a Kevin Samuels who is the father of many daughters right you know how that house is going to be run him and his wife and so if one of the daughters got of age where she's about to be on her own and you know how she's going to think because he put it in her that way he's still going to keep her in check and ask questions I remember I might have been 14 or 15 and it was summer vacation and there was this girl I was going to take to the movies and the, her parents were like much older. I thought they were grandparents, but they were old school. And when I walked through the door, the mother was there. The father was in the yard cutting something, something. He shook my hand and he knew the mother was going to keep me in check. And, you know, he's like the backup, like something go down. Okay, I shook your hand. I treated you nice. But I'm about to break your neck. See, we need more people like that in our community. But when I walked in the door, she looked at me from head to toe. And I think I got her approval. And um, the first thing, well, not really, the, like the third thing out of her mouth. I, I can't lie, but it felt like the first thing, right? She says, how are you? I am Mrs. So-and-so. So-and-so's mother. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, I know that. But she's making sure. She's going down the line to let me know who she is, what the positioning is, and she's going to ask me a few harsh questions. So she says, I'd like for you to have her back at this particular time. And it wasn't some more 11 o'clock at night type stuff. It was like more like this. This was like late morning, early afternoon. I had to ha have her back by 630. <laughs> I mean, I'm like 14, 14, 15 years old. I could have hung out longer than that. But that was the deal. And then, mind you, I'm in school, but it was summer vacation. So she's like. Young man, where are you employed? See, ain't no summer vacation just running around aimlessly in her mind, and I'm going to come and date her daughter. No, I need to be focused and driven and, and, and just doing something at all times. And I told her, I said, listen, my father has his own business and, you know, I work with him. Oh, how convenient. Do you have a card? <laughs> like, like she thought I was lying. I said, yes, I do. And she saw my father's name on the card, which is the exact name that I have. Lance Skirvin, which is my government name. She was impressed with that. She says, oh, you come from good stock. I like that. She said, and then she gave me the whole rigmarole on, you know, you don't put your hands on my daughter in a way that's going to make her feel uncomfortable. You, you're going to have to be a gentleman. If I hear any complaint from my daughter, we're going to have to come and have a little talk with your parents. But I'm going to trust you so far because I already did a little research on you. And um, I think you're a good guy for now. I was like, damn, just to take a girl to the movies and have her back 630, not even 7 o'clock. But that's what we need.
But too many of our daughters, I have to be careful I say this because I'm not ragging black women. But at some point, we're going to have to sit down and be real with ourselves. You see? So we need more of that, that order, that accountability. I've seen situations where a daughter was allowed to run and the, 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 the warning signs were there. It was obvious. The daughter had, this particular daughter had freedom as long as she can get back in the house before her mother got in from work. And after repeated warnings to the mother from different people, like she's out here with this one and that one, whatever, whatever, the mother didn't want to hear it. But then, you can't hide a pregnancy. You can't hide a pregnancy. But these are the same people who get angry at you for making them accountable and putting in their mind if you want to have a proper life, if you don't want to throw your 20s and 30s away from an unwanted pregnancy or, or, or two or three, as many of these do. Now you're left to pick up the pieces. You should sit down and focus on your children then. Playtime is over. But most often, a lot of these women get older now and they want to make up on the playtime. And the friends that they had in high school, if they finish high school, they're settling now. They have careers. Not all of them, but they've settled in. And so you're mad because a lot of the men that you meet have scars. I don't mean wounds where it's so a, a deep cut emotionally in their cuckoo. No, I don't mean that. But they've, you know, we catch our scars young sometimes if we're not guided right. And sometimes we don't recuperate from them at all and we live life with an emotional scar that kind of shapes our thinking that, that, that can become repulsive to a potential mate. Toxic. But this merry-go-round of leapfrogging from one relationship to the next, it has its consequences. And just like I said on the video, the depressing life of, of an old broke down player, this domineering, domineering woman is somewhat in the same position from a different angle because she might be successful. She might have a nice, but she's not destitute usually. And it's from that stance that she will flex her wings, flex her muscle. I said flex her wings, right? Flap your wings, right? <laughs> I read too much recently. It's like too many things are across wide in my, in my mind. But yeah, flex their muscle because I don't need you. I have this already. But she's bitter. I have my home already. I have this. I have that. But you're lonely. And why are you lonely? Sometimes they don't play around a whole lot. But they don't make their move when they should have and they waited too long. And then they turn around and say, I don't need a man. And they're mad. Diddling themselves with their butterfly, or their battery operated boyfriend at night. Touching themselves. Feeling good. But once the orgasm that you brought on yourself subsides, that sense of loneliness creeps over you. There's nobody to hold. 
There's nobody to kiss you on your forehead. There's nobody to whisper in your ear, I love you. What are we going to do tomorrow? You want to stay in the bed late? Maybe we'll order out. Shoot, we'll just stay in the bed late. We ain't funky. We ain't going to wash till, till, you know, I'm just saying, just real things. We'll sleep all day. But I'm going to take me some at some point. You know, when you're together, the amenities that you can enjoy. You realize your life is lacking that because just like the old broke down player, you as a domineering woman, you could have scared a lot of good men away. So when you have that chance at bat, you have that chance to knock the ball out of the park. Righteously, you overdo it. Because of the past losses that you've had to endure. So these domineering women are usually driven from what I see by a great sense of insecurity. Because they know that they are not at their high point in life and they can't negotiate strongly. Because as they age, their bargaining power is diminishing. So they find a nice guy. To release all of their insecurities on and make him pay for what you failed to do in life. So it's it's that's what I get from that comment, because when she made the comment and said that um, she made the uh, statement when she said, let me see, where's the she said something about, about young growing up and mature. My family makes it. It's mind you is not promiscuous, not. Not in the least, but the woman he's devoting his young life to. Right, his young life to. The way she said young life, we, we know between the lines that this is an older woman. And again, I'm not against those pairings because you can have a very mature man, you know, that deals with an older woman. And she could be mature, but the men her age are too set in their ways. I, I understand. I understand. But these types of women, you're only made to fit into their world. It's not about you. You're a younger man. She has more experience than you. She's been around the block. And now she wants something fresh out the box when she knows that her credit cannot really afford you. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about how she kept herself how her emotional filters are not clear and clean. I don't care what a situation looks like. What she has. Old or young now. This is anybody. Your emotional filters. Are they clogged because of toxic pairings in the past that you just walked away from, but you still have the residue in you? This is what you're dealing with. This goes for anybody now. This is not just the domineering woman. A woman might meet a man who can treat her so good, but he's got these ways about him that you don't find out. And that's the way it usually goes. And the more jacked up, male or female, you are with your clogged emotional filters is the faster you try to usher the new individual into your life because you can't hold up the front of being this perfect mate. So you better hurry up fast because it's just like Scotty on Star Trek back in the 60s. Captain, the, the lithium crystals, they won't last any longer to keep the force field up. You see what I mean? I got to hurry up and get this person in my life. I got to hurry up and get them whipped. 
because they haven't seen the real me yet. And when I get them and they realize it's been a bait and switch, I'll already have my claws sunk into them. I'll already have them hooked on what I do to them in the bedroom. I'll already have them hooked. And then when they're hooked, they have the blinders on. Because you know when you get with somebody and the sexual thing happens and the overall thing happens, you begin to have blinders. Where you see only them. You you just hope that they have blinders dealing with you. Because the threat in your mind as that older domineering woman is that he's going to leave. He's going to realize he don't have to deal with you. He's going to realize he don't have to deal. And, and, and he becomes a pincushion lots of times. It's not like you're open-ended and talk about different things and refresh things. Let's, let's conquer this. Let's conquer that. You got to sit down and listen to all the things that she's been through. And you're like, wait a second. What kind of relationship is this? We know we've been through stuff, but we can discuss those things from time to time. But what about the future? And this goes for everybody, and I'm going to say it. Many of us who get to a certain chronological age, we know we have more behind us chances all than ahead. Look, look, I'm 60. Double my age, I'm 120. Chances are, you know what I mean? Chances are, that might not be here. I don't know. There might be some kind of something they find in a certain herb, and we live, but we're going to expire in these bodies that are limited. There's a certain shelf life that we have. So many people, when they get to that point, when they start looking behind them more, that's all they want to talk about. That's all they want to see. Well, well, back in 1983, uh, I dated this guy, and he, he, he did me wrong. And then in, in 87, uh, I, I messed with this man. He had a lot of money, and, and, and I had sex with him. I knew he was married, and so on and so on. Do I have to hear this every night? Going over your scars, but you're domineering over me. And so me at this age, I see this in many other people in my age group. You stuck in the past. How are you going to have a relationship that deals with the present and, and, and moves on in joy and happiness and bliss? And yes, you will have some disagreements. You will have in the settling in period. We understand that. But you bring it all. You want to lock me down and bring all of this toxicity too? Like I said before, when we see people Try to see those invisible bags behind them. And what do I mean by that? Their drama. Their, 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 their issues. Their issues. Imagine, okay, if one person has an issue. I mean, these are major issues, an issue. Think of it as one big, full, hefty garbage bag behind them. Like when a person gets thrown out and they don't have a chance to get a moving truck or they're like, kind of like, over a boyfriend or girlfriend's house They don't really live there But they live there But they haven't moved in completely But they've accumulated enough stuff That it's probably like Eight, nine, or ten hefty bags over there No, no, I want you out now Get out now See, I used to drive the dollar van In, in Jamaica, Queens, New York And a lot of times when I was driving Late, was Saturday night, Sunday night, Friday night, It was always Friday and Saturday Where the most drama happens It's never on a Monday or Tuesday For some reason and you see this dude, you know him from driving in your van. And you drive up. 
And he's got like eight hefty bags behind him. Like, and he comes in, hey, bro, man, how much people you got in your van? I was like, I got, I got three. Man, can I, um, I'll pay you extra. Can I put these bags in, man? You know, me and my girl, me and my old lady, man, I think this is it. I'm like, All right, no problem, man, do your thing. When I drop these people off, we'll go to wherever you have to go. Solid, man, thanks. <laughs> I've seen it. Experience, boy, I've seen it. I've seen it actually happening. I have done moving jobs for people. They've called me, like, like, if you called me and I was out there in the street driving the dollar van, I was like, okay, I'll come now because I can get off of this. You know, where are you going to? Well, where are you going to? You ain't got nowhere to go to? Huh? You know, I had a cell phone back then, but it was bootleg. It was zapped. Yeah, well, um, you just got to get his shit out of you now. Tell him I'm going over there by, uh, by Godbrew Boulevard. How much it going to be? I said, well, what, what does he have? So I'm over there. I'll go run by the house real quick because I was never too far from my house. Pull out my seats. At a Chevy Astro van, there's two bench seats. They pull it out so I have all this extra space. And then this guy started a little table, a little chair, bags, clothes, knickknacks. Nothing super major because it was this girl's apartment or house. So I hear when he gets in, he starts telling me. So I don't know this guy really. I know his face. I'm just generalizing to let you know that I've been at the scene of many of these situations. I've even helped people like lift things. And the woman's standing there. She don't have nothing, you know, against me. But she cussing out the dude, trying to embarrass him in front of me. You know, I'm so glad you're going to take that little soft dick out of here, too. I don't need that in my life. I'm going to find somebody where I'm not frustrated. I'm just, I used to, and I got to keep a straight face. And this dude is lifting something with me down the steps. And I'm looking him dead in the eye. And I'm like, trying not to. <laughs> I'm not venomous that way, but you... And he looking at me like, like a little puppy who's hurt. Now this man, every time he see me, he going to know I got a little dick. It don't matter to me because I ain't interested in no dick. I'm straight. <laughs> but still, it's a man thing, right? And you just want to crack up every time. But no, I'm not like that. That's life. That's life. But yeah, if we see or try to see what issues a person has, we all have them in the past. It doesn't mean they're active, right? An active account with our issues. Maybe we close the account because we healed ourselves, and, and, and we're better now, and we don't even think about that. But a lot of us have open, active accounts of major issues. I'm kind of off topic, but this kind of fits in with that dynamic of what Sister Connie would have wanted to speak about, which I'm assuming is an older woman in this like you said, young life of a family member. So I know there's an age disparity there. How many issues are you carrying? Carrying? Carrying. No, I'm not talking about white girls now. <laughs> How many issues are you carrying behind you? How many hefty bags that are invisible to the naked eye do you have behind you as a trail that, that's actually there, but we don't see them? We all know situations where they come in purring like a little kitten and nice. And, and after a while, you see the true colors. Not always. Sometimes we assume that a person may have major issues and may be aggressive in different business dealings and realize that they've been a victim of a lot of things that happened to them in their life. I'm not going to blame you for that. But when you get older and you get mad at yourself, 
for blowing funny word in this conversation for blowing many of your years away because you had your butt on your shoulders or whatever and now the time is near it's like those cakes and that bread that the bakery gives away to the church because in three days it's past the expiration date and so you got all the folks everybody walking out with like four and five loaves of bread and the kids are happy they got all this cake and cookies and stuff well you better hurry up and eat them because it's going to be stale soon and eventually stagnant and the bread going to have all kind of green on it and you still want to eat it well, I'm going to pull off the part, the green part I'm still going to eat it and you get a jacked up looking sandwich with no <laughs> with no edge on it <laughs> tell me about it <laughs> but they're going to want you and act like they love you, but you're the vessel from which all of their issues from the past will flow. Ain't that something? And they know the more they pour into you is the more that you're going to want to leave. So, my advice, Sister Connie Witter, which he probably won't do, probably won't see that he needs to do, rip it off like a band aid. Because there's no negotiating with the domineering woman who has them trained to that point. Just the same way that you expressed to me. But the woman he's devoting his young life to has him whipped and trained to accept her commands only. That says it all. Sorry to say, it might be too far gone. We have to accept that that might be a possibility that it's just too far gone. That's a possibility Because some of these women who are older They know the tricks They were young too They know the tricks And when they want to go all out They gonna put it on you In my life I have experienced that You know I was much younger And Kind of good looking I kept myself up And you'd be surprised Even at me at 20 years old And 21 and 22 Women in their 40s, some in their 50s. They look good, though. You know, I was kind of wild. Now I was out there, but they were trying to put it on me. <laughs> and I went for the ride. <laughs> I never lied to nobody, but that was not going to work. So that trial phase and trial period that they offer, that three months, let's just say three months of unlimited bliss. <laughs> I took it and I was like, eh, I don't think this is going to work out. What do you mean? Hey, it is what it is. One almost got me. Woo! Did she almost get me? And I'll talk about that another time because um, I don't want to make this one too long, but I will give a hint as to those dynamics, which was kind of twisted. I was in my early 20s and this one young lady Oh, she was a, year, a couple of years, under 30, about 30. And she always had me come over. She liked me and everything. And my conversation was always beyond my years. But she had me to keep coming over. And it was, it was, it became a relationship somewhat. But we got to the key phase. But she wanted me to have a key. 
You know what that means when a woman says here, you're not asking for it, but she's like, here's your key. She don't ask you if you want it or if this is going to ruin things. She just walks up to you with a key. Come on, fellas. How many people have been through that? I know women have because dudes are like, damn, the P.U.S.S.Y. is so good here. They might throw the key at you the second day. Once you get to that point where they're like, they trust you, they know you, they, they, they want to come home and see you. Well, you can go over there before I'm there. <laughs> they want to see you laying up in the bed waiting for them. You know, all of a sudden you got a toothbrush over there that she bought. Wash rag, this, that, whatever. And when you bring things, the way to keep it is that she'll buy things for you, right? Outfits. And, oh, the clothes you have there, I'll wash it for you. That's your regular clothes you had before you met her. That way she can hang it up in the closet and keep it there. I, I'm telling you, I know the tricks. But this particular woman, her mother must have had her really young. The mother was not well. I don't mean like, like she was decrepit or whatever, but she wasn't 50 yet. She about 45. She had a young, obviously. She had a shape on her. I wasn't looking at the woman's mother, but she lived with her. And she chilled out on the couch. So if I come out the bedroom and go to the kitchen, she's there. How come the times when I didn't have anything to do, to do that day, but homegirl had to leave and go to work? Oh, you stay. I you ain't got nothing to do today, right? Just stay the whole day. I'd stay in the room. Maybe if I had to, that particular place, there was a bathroom outside of the room right there. It was truly a one-bedroom apartment. So I'd go to the bathroom, whatever, whatever. I'd go toward the kitchen, and the mother is like on her knees. She used to sew and be cutting patterns, but she'd be on her knees, straight up, spread eagle, with this little dress draped over her backside. Oh, good morning, Lance. How you doing? You don't get up and move from that position? You want me to see that? That's crazy. She was trying to get me to, you know, I mean, that's what it was. And so she was even jealous of her daughter. Well, you got a man, I don't. But she's trying to, you know, She'd wait for me to walk out of the bedroom. I wasn't living there. Damn near after a while I was, but, you know, she'd hear me go into the kitchen and come out the bathroom because the living room really was like her room. She'd come out all half naked with a towel on. You hold the towel up. You know somebody, somebody's walking around, but you turn your back to me, but you keep the towel on your front so I can see everything going on. And she had a, she had a nice body. She did, but I wasn't doing that. So she did everything. And I heard her on the phone a couple of times talking to her girlfriends in the same building. Ooh, I went in there one time. He was sleeping. Oh, I saw all his, ooh, his body. Oh, oh, God. We'll talk about that. We have a lot of mothers out here who are envious of their daughters, not because of the man they're with, but we do have some mothers who have resentment and competitive mood to their daughters and they will try to scoop the daughter's man you see all this stuff before in Jerry Springer we see things online 
This kind of stuff has been going on forever. Forever. Forever, ever. Forever, ever. <laughs> now, I know I want to, I need more data to go in deeper. Sister Connie Witter, if you provide me with some, at Lance at LanceGurve.com directly, you know, I'll go in on this topic even more so. But from the little you told me, I read between the lines a lot of things. And I just threw out some things. And again, this is not a knock on all black women. This was not a knock on the majority of black women. This was those who fit that dynamic. The domineering, aging black woman who has a younger man that she's trying to sink her claws into to rule over him because so many other good men got away. And she doesn't want to see herself get into the older years without somebody. And it's not really love. It's control. A trained puppy she makes you to be. And a lot of us men don't realize that because we might not have had an experience before or know what that thing is. Sex is not love, y'all. Blowjobs are not love. I love a good blowjob like any other man. And I've had my toes spreading many a times in life. Looking like I got cerebral palsy and speaking in, speaking in languages I never knew. and ch Quoting church script scriptures from, from Sunday school. But that don't mean if you have the love first and the connection and the respect and the integrity and those unseen attributes of a decent person. I don't care if the woman who's performing on you is a rank novice. Just the sake of the, just the fact of her heart. Loving you. She can be a bad cook, but the food tastes good because you know she loves you. She can always improve in that. She, they can always improve in their oral skills. They can always improve in different things together with you. You build. And again, like I said in that other video, there's nothing wrong with building. That is the right way to do. So again, for all you young men out there, because we, 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 we crafted this because of the comment that it was a younger man with an older woman. There's all different types of pairings out there. And I want to hear other uh, situations. And I like talking about stuff like this. I can roll with this solo for hours. Because I've thought about different things and I've been in certain situations. And trust me, I got a hell of a track record. And all the while I absorbed wisdom or lessons and even things that I, maybe I regret it, which I don't have any regrets, regrets, but I learned from it and I retain that knowledge. So that's how it is. Anyway, thanks again, Sister Connie Witter. If there's anything you don't understand in this video, leave it in the comment section. I'll maybe do another video on it and we'll just guide on through. I like this. I react and deal with everybody. Maybe I can't do every video and everything if it's a whole like a hundred comments, but I'll kind of craft something to cover everything you know like if you have somebody who likes sushi the next person likes fried chicken the other person eats like a vegan how do we come up with a menu to satisfy everybody well i'm kind of good at that i'll cover all the bases but it's always a pleasure to speak with you and open up my mind i hope you understand where i came from it's not an attack on black women but we have to go in with surgical precision in human nature to finally face ourselves and hold ourselves accountable because the earlier on in our life that we stand on our own two feet and hold ourselves accountable for the F-ups that we've done, 
And you can pat yourself on the back back for the good accomplishments you've done, done with relationships in all categories in life. But have a level head about it because you do not want to be a person who's domineering, insecure, and scared that this person's going to leave you because you messed up all those years and you want to make it right overnight at somebody else's expense. That's not going to work. That's never going to work. And the person you have trapped off, trust me, it's just a matter of time. 